Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Join Justin Townsend and the Harvesting Nature crew as they explore the world of cooking wild fish and game while sharing recipes, tips, tricks, and lessons learned from their pursuit of wild food. We sure hope you ate before the show, because you're going to leave hungry. This is the Wild Fish and Game Podcast. Before the show kicks off here, I just wanted to tell you kind of what was going on and set the scene so you'll hear me mention in just moments that this podcast is unique because it's taking place at our first ever wild pig hunting skills camp down in texas but what you won't hear me say in this podcast is that there's another opportunity to go to this skills camp and that's actually live now on our website where you can sign up to join us in December 8th through the 11th, back down in Texas for our second ever Wild Pig Hunting Skills Camp. But, also on our website, you'll notice that there's a fly fishing camp in Montana listed as well. And so that fly fishing camp's taking place the last weekend in July, the 28th through the 31st in Missoula, Montana. So that's also available for signing up. And both of those, depending on when you're listening to this, have an early bird special. And so the sooner you sign up for those camps, the more you'll save. And you'll know that you secured a seat because we only have 12 spots in each one available. So if you sign up now, you'll get the opportunity to come hang out with the Harvesting Nature crew, learn to fish or learn to hunt, or sign up for both. And uh, join us on our next big adventure. All right, we're live. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Harvesting Nature's Wild Fishing Game Podcast. You got your host here, Justin Townsend. And uh, this is a bit of a unique episode today. So I'm sitting at a long wooden table 
in uh, Northwest Texas with uh, some of my old friends and some of my new friends. And uh, I say that because we just spent the last, what, three, four days down here in Texas uh, at the Wild Pig Skills Camp. So in that camp, we ran uh, all of our new friends through everything from shooting uh, out to about 100, 150 yards. We ran them through uh, everything with ballistics, or an overview of ballistics, I should say. Um, ammo, all that stuff as it, as it pertains to hunting. Then we got them out in the hunting blinds here, hunting wild pigs. And man, there's a good amount of pigs which is good, uh, and we got a good amount of pigs. I'll tell you in a minute how many pigs we got and how much total weight uh, everybody's walking away with. So after the hunt, we, we had a series of cooking and butchering demos, and both teams, we divided everybody into teams. Both teams cooked dinner each night, uh, or one, one night, one the next night, and uh, got to learn a lot of information. So our goal really with this camp was to, anybody who attended, no matter your level or interest or ability within pig hunting could come to this and learn the skills they needed to replicate this hunt somewhere else of their choosing. So insert whatever location, and in a lot of cases, insert a different animal too. So uh, this is just a well-rounded course that one, allows you to put some meat in the freezer, and two, gives you the skills to keep growing as a hunter. Um, so really, really excited that it happened. I'm going to let some of the crew give a discussion and, and talk about this, but I will preface this and say that we're going to be doing this again. We're going to come back here uh, in Texas in December at some point, and we're going to firm up the dates, and we'll be sending those out uh, via email to everyone, and, and we'll talk about it again on the podcast but uh, definitely looking to coming back, visiting with everyone, meeting more friends, maybe seeing some of the same friends, and then of course eating some delicious wild pig. So I'm gonna circle around and go to Casey first. Casey Nordine here, nice to talk to you guys again. Business manager for Harvesting Nature. Uh, it's been a great week, uh, beautiful here in Texas. Um, yeah, like, like Justin said, it's been a great overview, a uh, great chance to, to meet new folks and and see beautiful country. Um, we started with a really good overview, which uh, we'll have Ryan talk about here in a second. And I think everyone learned something new. We were talking about it. Um, those taking the course and those giving the course, how much uh, fun it is to see people that are proficient at doing uh, specific skills and see people excited about learning a little bit from those people. So it's been a great week. Yeah, I'll turn it over. Adam. Hi, I'm Adam Brookmans. I'm uh, also known as an intrepid eater, and I'm a field staff writer for Harvest Nature. And uh, my role on this camp was as a cooking instructor. So uh, we took all the wild pig that was coming in. Not all of it. A lot of it's going home with everyone, too. But we took some of the wild pig coming in and uh, transformed it into delicious dishes with the, with the help of all our new friends here. And uh, I think we really proved that there's a lot of myths when it comes to wild pigs, and, mm -hmm. and they are not, in fact, disgusting. They are delicious, and uh, we proved that over and over and over again this weekend. So, mm -hmm. And I think, too, like, we cooked we cooked the majority of the pig, whether it not being the same pig because we used a couple different pigs for, for camp meat, but we cooked through, like, nose to tail. 
I would say. Yeah, pretty much everything. Everything you can cook on a pig. What uh, what what were some of the highlight cuts? <laughs> well, it started off the the weekend actually with um, uh, hogshead riettes, mm-hmm. which are basically a, a slow cooked uh, um, wild pig head and uh, shredded the cheeks and everything, and, and turned into a, a French style um, charcuterie kind of meal, and and uh, that was a uh, served as an hors d'oeuvre. Yeah, and. Uh, that's a not a very common cut, but it's a delicious uh, meal out of it. So it was good. What, what about you guys here? Do you guys have a favorite meal or favorite cut that you can think back? That's like holy smokes, that one like stands out to me the most. Yeah, the first thing we ate the lollipops. That was oh yeah, really, that was just a start. Better. Nice. Anybody else? I think at every single cut, everything you put in it was just amazing because you hear all the rumors and it's like this is amazing so get out you know it's nothing to fear because there's good meat and so walking away from this you guys feel like a little more comfortable around wild pork oh yeah. absolutely hey adam from katie here but uh i just wanted to talk about the versatility i mean you, you did everything from really cooked down cuts to almost just a straight cut you put straight on the grill and i mean the the myths about wild hog being too gamey or being too tough or something were just completely dispelled in my mind because you you ran a gamut of different preparations and every one of them was good and i think what was cool is that are the two pigs we used uh for camp we didn't do this intentionally but it worked out to our favor is that one was a boar and one was a sow because you'll hear people talk about like Oh, preferring one over the other or that but like the opportunity came up for us to take one of each and we did and so we had that comparison kind of throughout and as we went through discussions through the 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 camp here we talked like oh this was a boar's liver and also you know here's a sow's liver like can you tell the difference between the two and i mean i i had trouble recognizing difference between the two and i'm I don't know uh, everyone else's thought on it, but uh, did you guys notice any difference between the flavors of the two pigs? No, I didn't notice any. No. Yeah. All right. I'm going to turn it over to Ryan here. Hey, Ryan here from The Way We Hunt. Um, long time listener, first time caller. No. Um, it's good to be back uh, on a podcast. It's been a little bit. So this was um, not the first one of these I've done, but I can tell... Uh, right off the bat, it's probably one of the favorite ones, though. There's just a lot, lot, lot of things that occurred. Different, different uh, venue, different people, different atmosphere. I couldn't. I don't think we could have asked for better weather for any of the events that went down. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, from the shooting, uh, from the time on the range to the time in the in the skinning shed, um, to the outdoor eating on the porch to now. I mean, it's just every every time it's been beautiful. Um, yeah. So we started. Uh, out on the range and got everybody kind of zeroed in on on their own particular weapon and then it was down to uh, shooting holes in paper see if we can get you know nice accurate shots to shooting life-size silhouettes um, moving and kind of transitioning on to not only shooting the silhouettes but shot placement on the silhouettes to make that nice clean ethical shot which um, you know shooting as it pertains to you know what people would consider target shooting and then blending those and merging those lines into the hunting world and, and making ethical shots and realizing that shot placement does matter not only for the animal um, for us also when it comes to tracking but more importantly um, for meat yield right so all these delicious cuts 
that we that we were fortunate enough to eat from from Adam over here cooking it up it really does matter where that shot placement is and a lot of people don't think about that and so that was a big takeaway I think for a lot of people is realizing hey if I want a neck roast to braise down I probably shouldn't make that neck shot because it's it's something to uh, to consider so thinking about the meal before the shot is a, is a great concept um, I think everybody did a fantastic job on on picking up on that and then applying it um, back you know in the stand I, I was really in, you know I don't I don't know a lot of you guys prior to this event and and coming in and seeing uh, everyone's proficiency on the range uh, be it whatever varying skill level but then like walking away and then looking at your pigs uh, as they came into the the butchering area and like us talking about shot placement and so we gave away awards too and we gave away biggest pig we gave away wee little pig we gave away uh or sorry we awarded the big was big pig wee little pig the best shot and most overall improved and it was fun because we got to kind of evaluate those positions and, and it came down there were like two shots that came down to the end so stacy john's wife like ear hold a pig, which is exactly where we were kind of teaching everybody. Like, if you're going to do a headshot, if you've got a good, clean headshot, like, that's the spot to go. And, like, you couldn't have got a more precise cut. And then uh, Greg, he uh, he lined up two little piglets, waited till they got in line with one each other, and then shot and put one bullet through two piglets, which, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a planned, thought-through shot, which is what we're looking for is, like, oh, my gosh, there they are. Boom. Like, that's not – that's not, as a hunter, that's not an ethical move because you need to understand your surroundings and your target and what's beyond it and all those things like that. So that was cool to see uh, see that sort of come to fruition. And with that, we'll talk a little bit about um, a size. So the varying, I mean, I think our our biggest pig that came out was, uh, was like 142 pounds and the smallest uh, at 12 and I think that's important when you think about eating pigs is because you're going one, you're going to get a variety of different pigs from the field. And then two, if you have the opportunity to take meat, like there's no shame in taking a small piglet. There's no shame in taking a giant boar, you know, just understand that like there's some complexities and nuances that are going to come with that meat that uh, need to be addressed and taken care of properly. And I think we chatted through, through a lot of that with the, with everyone here. So that makes that uh you know very very fun and uh i don't know greg how do you feel about taking home some some wee little guys well that wasn't didn't really matter to me uh, that's what the opportunity came and uh my wife will let me come back now so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know we were talking too yesterday you're asking adam uh, adam berkowitz and myself about like hey what's what's going on what do we want to do or what should i do with uh you know, with this, we talked about barbecuing and smoking and, uh, you know, couchon du lait and like all these kind of different uh, recipes and meals. And so, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely room to have that meat in the freezer. So super excited for you. And then down at the end of the last of our crew, we got Adam Steele hailing from Central Florida. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. Adam Steele in the rear with the gear. <laughs> So uh, Adam did the butchering portion of our, our of our event. You want to tell us a little bit about the processing and, and what we did and what we talked about? Yeah, I think it was uh, it was great to everybody get a hands-on anatomy lesson 
and learn from the inside out what shot placement can do and uh, being able to get a bigger picture before they go out in the field and, and shoot with intent and then cut with intent. Um, you always want to think about what you want the end product to be um, before you do anything. I think we, we connected the dots for everybody to make that happen. And I think too, like you guys didn't know this, but it's very strategic behind the scenes that we kind of teach it that way. Going from Ryan to the range, talking about shot placement and meat yield, and then uh, Adam actually showing you like here's what shot placement and how shot placement affects meat yield to kind of like that seals all that together. So as you walk away from here, you know if you haven't already, like that's an ingrained lesson on your in your mind, and you've seen it from both sides, from the rifle scope and from the butcher cleaver, like. This is this is the way it is. Um, so I, uh, man, I really enjoyed hanging out here with you guys. I'm excited, and in case he laughs at me a little bit because I, I get fired up and I'm like, yes, we've got like this was a good group of folks. Everybody came from different places. Like, real quick, where just say like state where you guys are from. Greg Archer, Fort Gibson, Oklahoma. Adam, Adam Herpin, Katy, Texas. Adam, Adam Steele, uh, Sanford, Florida. Eric Spencer, St. Louis, Missouri. Ken, Phoenix, Arizona. John Vile, Pennsylvania. Emily Vile, Pennsylvania. And then you heard from the crew, so you got where we're from. And uh, yeah, so very diverse group. And we still, we're still, uh, some folks are packing up. We're here on our last day. Everybody's about to pack the meat in the coolers and head for the house. So uh, some of those are, are there too. But no, I had a group, I think all in all, nine uh nine total participants and then uh you got five uh five crew here and then uh we've got the outstanding hospitality of the ranch we are at uh at at lost creek ranch so super excited to work with them uh, on some future camps and to uh to be invited into this space and uh, and have this type of opportunity to be created so really 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 fun event <laughs> It sounds like I'm pushing it hard, uh, but no, it, it's a. Uh, That's not excitement coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, to speak to that, Adam from Katy, Texas. Uh, to to speak to that as being a complete beginner on any four-legged game, being taken, this experience was absolutely invaluable. From the expertise of the profession, Adam Steele, the professional butcher. Um, Ryan, our shooting instructor and instructor, and Adam, and with the cooking instruction, and then your uh, harvesting nature crew to fill in any gaps that the experts may not have touched on in the training or any of the random questions that you have. It was just absolutely invaluable. I, I learned something significant from every one of you, and I just wanted to say I, I really appreciate the instruction because I've been trying to get into hunting for a very long time. It is very difficult if you are not brought up into it. Uh, excuse me, into it. And just this course, and I learned so much in this weekend, and, and I'm very appreciative. So appreciative you, to you. Do you feel like now you're you're like have a confidence level to say I, I want to go do this solo? Oh, absolutely. I I'm already excited to get home and start looking at public land areas around me in, in the Katy area, and just seeing go and try to take my own hog. Yeah. No, that's super awesome. And uh. John, you guys came in from Pennsylvania and never never hunted hog before. Brought the whole family. What's uh What's the experience kind of been like for you guys? Uh, John Vile, field staffer, harvesting nature. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, 
myself, my wife, my two kids, we all came down. It was a great family event, um, and I think it, it covers all skill levels. My wife has never shot a rifle before. <clears throat> Ryan worked with her, got proficient. I sat in the blind with her. She just ear-holed a pig, and these pigs just do not stop moving. It's back and forth, back and forth. Um, I've shot animals before with a muzzleloader, and I struggled, and she completely ear-holed it. Um, I butcher four or five of my own big game animals every year, and I just learn so much from, from Ryan. Um, different cuts, um, things to do differently. Um, the uh, Denver steak, which I'll never forget. I'm sure I'll screw it up a bunch of times, but eventually I'll figure it out. So I think it covers all skill levels. And uh, the amazing crew, uh, amazing food. Um, Adam getting up every morning, just constantly having some something for us to eat, and it was all amazing. And uh, to to use wild pig, um, it was great. Yeah, and I think I think we uh, the purpose being to really highlight the versatility uh, at the consumption level. So I'm I'm thoroughly. Uh, ecstatic that you guys came and were able to enjoy it and that uh, Emily got some extra opportunities to get out and hunt uh, which was fun so the the axis deer so there's a lot of uh, varying animals some exotics here on the ranch too so it's it's a mix of of high fence and low fence here and um, I know there are some folks out there that are like well wait you guys uh, in your your wholeness that you are have been very very involved in public land and very involved in in hunting in private land and other places so where does sort of this high fence hunting fit into the picture and i i think it creates an opportunity where other opportunities aren't aren't available um and then in that too looking at it from a camp perspective what was really important to us is we wanted to create a you know kind of controlled environment where we could put this you know we didn't bring we didn't ask these folks to come here and join us to teach them to go out and scout pigs on public land like in order to do the the butchering the processing the eating the cooking like all that has to be done uh in a way and and we we need to have the wild pigs to do it and so really that element of the hands-on approach to it all is you know that's invaluable because we can all sit in the classroom and I can show you a drawing of hey here's the anatomy of a wild pig like here's a picture of you know this uh, delicious breakfast sandwich made with uh, wild pork sausage but until you do it yourself until you you know get the dirt under your fingernails and the you know the blood on your clothes and the you know the grease splatters and all that like until you get that uh, it, it's not something that's truly like a holistic experience and i think that's why we went with that you know no matter high fence low fence whatever like wild pigs in texas are still an invasive species um they're not like purposely breeding them in a pen and letting them go here like this is a large place and there's lots of pigs running around and it's still like it's great to have them but they they still have to be managed and you know as hunters it, a lot of that leans on us to help manage populations uh you know through research and through data and and responsibly and ethically so in doing so we're able to walk away with some delicious meat which i think is to bring it sort of all full circle and and uh gives me the warm fuzzies at night when i put my head on the pillow so i don't know some thoughts would how'd you guys like the place here the facilities what 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 are your thoughts and ideas 
I think it was awesome. I mean, I wish we had a couple more days to stay, just just to hang out and relax. You know, there's so much to do with the cooking and butchering classes and hunting. You know, we found ourselves like busy constantly, and I, I like to just sit for a couple of days by the pool or in the hot tub and just have a couple of days and relax. Yeah, beautiful pool. I uh, it's got this great waterfall feature that I had to ask him to turn off as we're sitting on the back porch here. <laughs> um, no, any anybody else? Uh, Eric, what do you think? I well, I think you were alluding high fence, low fence, and I was at you know fifty years now hunting because it started at eight, and uh, it took to the final hour. So it's not easy out there. No, even though it's in there, these things are crafty and and um, well, it's not like everybody had to work for it. Yeah, it's really? not like there's a button they push, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people, they hear high fence, and then they're automatically, oh, come on, man. And so I can still, you know, as, as we're all sitting here at the table, and from my experiences also, it's still a hunt. You might sit in this blind for two or three days, high fence or low fence, it doesn't matter. It's not like they, you know, you yeah. push a button. And I resemble that remark. That's my point. It's like, yeah, yeah you got to work it, and just same situations, there's... You're going to take a shot or you're not, and we all know it's better not if it's not right. So it's not a, it's not a pig fest here. You know, it, it, <laughs> it, we work for it. All of us did. Yeah, and I, I think, and you know, I I will say too, like not not everyone was successful, um, but I think everyone was uh, complete and and content with the fact that like. It's it's not also just about bringing the meat home. Like that's the great added bonus. That's the thing we all want to do. But at the end of the day, it's like you you can talk about sort of to go through the the stages of a hunter and like where you're at and like you know I'm, I'm not going to go into the individual stages, but that like as you work towards that sort of final stage of like you look at it very holistically. And I think that that this helps kind of guide people on the path to say like hey like I can go out and be successful which is awesome because that's my intent that's why i'm out here but like there's these there's these varying reasons too why i do it you know i love being outside i like meeting new people i like to travel i like you know new experiences i like to challenge myself and that even comes all that comes to fruition here like i'm sitting at a table like i said with new friends like I will never forget this experience with you guys, and uh, I hope that in a good way that you will never forget this experience with us either. Um, and just to sort of think about that is like, man, you know, uh, I uh, it helps grow, grow me. It helps bring the community a little closer together, which is also our goal is is creating this sort of like wild food community of people who just we love it. And we want to share it, and we want to teach others, and and I hope that you guys go and do that with with the knowledge that you learned here today too. So, yeah, definitely. Um, let's see, let's think. So, uh, I don't know, Casey, got got any thoughts? We've heard a little bit from a lot of the guests. Ken, I was curious to hear what your perspective or experience was like, since we've heard from everybody else. Yeah, uh, I loved it. Uh, you know, that's like. Uh, long story short, like five stars. Um, and, uh, yes. <laughs> um, uh, I, I guess like just picking up on the on uh, talking about the ranch. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, so I, I'm a adult onset hunter, um, and so this is the first time I've ever been to like a high fence um, uh, spot, and 
the amount of care and work, um, you know, like the, the ranch is managed by, by two young people who have college degrees and, you know, and have, have been doing this all their life. Um, and I just like really kind of like want to acknowledge and just like, just like hats off to like the, the, the effort um, that they put in. Um, and, uh, you know, for the Harvesting Nature crew, y'all are amazing. Um, you know, um, uh, well, you know, so. <laughs> just, but, but, yeah, you know, you might bring down the average a little bit, but <laughs> um, uh, no, like learn something, not just from each one of you, but each one of you every day. Um, and you know, like, um, uh, I, I, I you know, I, I agree with Texas Adam that you know, um, like this is this has definitely been, um, you know, a, like a confidence booster, um, and also just like um, it like kind of opens up so much like the world of possibility, mm-hmm. um, you know, like uh, on on food, on uh, hunting technique, on shooting techniques. Um, Everything and so yeah, I'm just like, just really appreciative of the, of the experience. Um, uh, invite you all out to Arizona. And we yeah, put something together out there. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely want to want to be back too, just for the for the community. So, and I, I I appreciate that and thanks for thanks for the mostly positive feedback. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Ken Ken's a little humble here. He was ten for ten on trivia. Oh yeah. yeah, we learned that a group of pigs is that's well, a sounder. <laughs> sounder. And what uh, what what temperature does Chickenella die at? That's one thirty seven. One thirty seven. Yeah, that's important. One, not one thirty five. You'll still get it. <laughs> one, not one thirty eight, because then Adam from Florida is getting upset because we're overcooking. <laughs> one degree over. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. We the goal too is is to expand beyond just this camp. Uh, you know, some of you guys were asking me this morning, like, what's next? What's the next adventure? Like, so we're we're shooting for a uh, we're shooting for a fly fishing camp. Uh, so, fork, uh, sorry, hook to fork, as you call it, uh, up in Montana at the end of July. So we're finalizing logistics on that. That should be out here very soon. Uh, we were just chatting through some ideas that we had, uh, you know, maybe some stuff up in the Pacific Northwest, fishing, foraging, 
um, doing geese in Colorado, like pheasants in the plains, like all these different things. We really want to like, um, I, I will say, spear fishing on the West Coast, saltwater fishing down in the Keys. Like, I, I think, and I will caveat this too that all this is done with a price tag that's like all inclusive because I want everybody to be able to walk away with the educational piece. Um, you know, logistics are logistics and everybody, you know, wants to be involved in this and, and get their contribution, which is absolutely 100% earned. Uh, I make sure that everybody works hard and that they get up early in the morning <laughs> and make, no, uh, that everybody's so committed that you're just there. Like, the passion shows through with the instructors and with all those involved. So it's like that, that interaction like never occurs, but, uh, going back to say like, this is all done to like, just so people will come. Like, I want you to come enjoy the experience. Like let us deal with the logistics and the details. Like just come with the open mindset of like, I'm going to go, I want to be involved. I want to have fun. I want to learn. And like with that, like walking away from this, uh, you, you will likely be more than satisfied. So, all right, so we're about 28 minutes in, and I don't want to keep you guys too long because we still got some butchering and car packing, and people got to make it to the airports and whatnot. So I'll do a quick around the room with the crew. Do you guys have any, any thoughts, any last ideas? Think about it for a minute if you don't. I would just say huge shout-out again to Lost Creek Ranch and everybody that's uh, been more than hospitable to us here. Um, like Ken was saying, they're very professional. They know their stuff. It was, we were continually amazed over and over again, like, wow, they've got experience in taxidermy and horticulture and oh, yeah. all sorts of different stuff. So, um, just a, a huge shout out to them. I, I will talk about the accommodation piece. So talking with Brandon and Cheyenne and, uh, I was like, they're like, what are you doing outside walking around the parking lot? And like walking down the road, I was like, well, I'm trying to find these plants because I want to do a plant talk. And Cheyenne's like, well, I was on the, the range plant team in my university. Like, I, I I know some about plants. And I was like, perfect. I was like, in an hour, can you do a walkthrough of like all these plants in Texas? And uh, she's like, yeah. She's like, that's awesome. I, I'd love to do it. Uh, and she went and grabbed her, her book and put together this like, 40 minute walk for everybody and I mean I don't know what did you guys think about the walk because that was a surprise to me when we just it just made itself up um, now that, that it was definitely one of the highlights it, um, I think the the part of what um, like I really just actually was like blown away with is like um, you know there's like there's folks who have like uh, kind of like book learning and then you know like there's like the real world and she just she has a blend of both, um, and it's like you know this is what this is what this plant is, but this is actually how you use it, or this is like what different animals use it for different times of year. And that was that was just really cool. I think too that one that like you hit it on the last one that like really piqued my interest. One, here's the plant that will kill you, so don't eat it. <laughs> Two, like turkeys love to eat this in the fall, so if you're out there in the fall and you see a field. With you know, with this particular plant in it, that may tell you like, oh yeah, turkey could come through here because there's a lot of available food source, and that really got my my brain moving of like, I need to be better about that because I think a lot about food for me, 
But when you talk about food for the animals, like in the natural world, like that helps kind of sharpen my skills as a hunter to say, this place looks really good. Maybe nobody's looked here because, you know, uh, it's kind of out of the way. But in judging this habitat, like this could support support wildlife pretty well. Like this is the place to be. So, um, any any thoughts from the crew? Yeah, I think um, yes on the <laughs> food side of things. I'm uh, Adam Berkmans here again. Um, and my mind is always on food, but I think we ate 12 to 15 pork dishes this weekend. Are you guys sick of pork at all yet? Well, yeah, pork? not at all. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that just shows the versatility of the meat and, and the complexity of the meat. I think if we had been eating farm pork, we would have been well sick of it by this point. But I think because of just how interesting a meat it is, we could just continue eating it yeah. um, for a few more days and not even think about it. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was kind of neat that we could eat pretty much for every meal this entire time we had wild pig in some, some form. And the embracing of nails to toe, or not nails, nails to toe. To toe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eating the whole animal is just like, we talked a lot about different cuts and, and the wiggly bits. And like, I think there were people that tried liver and heart for the first time. Tongue. And, tongue. Yeah. and like experiencing different flavor profiles from the same animal just based on the cut was like a huge way of like we can have pork for several days in a row and not get sick of it yeah it's not too like these dishes are very masterfully crafted i'll give you that adam it's not like we're having barbecue and you know potato salad not there's anything wrong with that because i love those foods but like to eat you know barbecue and heavy heavy meals like every day over and over it just like that would weigh on me, but you guys are 100% right. Like, this is this is something easily incorporated into my diet and added in there with the fish and the venison and the elk and all that other stuff. It's just like, boom, here's my pork dishes. So, so we split you guys into teams, right? We had the green team and we had the orange team. And you guys cooked. Orange team, what did you guys cook? Remember? We cooked a schnitzel. Yeah. Uh, what else? The uh, German potato salad. Yeah, with the uh, hot cabbage. That was what's, really good. What's that one? What's the full what's name? It? I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I think it's rock coal. It's a red cabbage, like a braised red cabbage dish. Yeah. yeah. That was super good. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, Adam Steele was the, was the fry daddy on that one. Uh, and then Green Team, you remember what you guys cooked? They're Thai skewers. I don't remember the exact... Uh, Mu Ping, yeah. which they were absolutely delicious. I mean, we only marinated uh, the meat for half hour, maybe something like that. It had a great flavor, and it was a shoulder cut. I wasn't sure whether it was going to be kind of tough, but it wasn't tough at all. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. And of all the great meals we had, and you know, despite the uh, hard time I you know gave you <laughs> about uh, the uh, uh, schnitzel. That was, that was, we were all great meals, but that Thai, that Thai meat was, that was absolutely delicious. That was far and above better than anything else we had this, this weekend of, this week of, of great food. Glad to hear it. We don't, we had this wonderful sour cream, ice cream. Yeah. Sugar, a yeah. little bit of bourbon, uh, vanilla. 
from the host and some uh, Luxardo cherries in it. So he uh, he said that a lot of the hunters leave a lot of sour cream and he doesn't want it to go to waste. So yeah, that, that is topped true. off last night. I, I will highlight that too to say also last night for like our final final deal we did a, a sampler of different uh meats like some from the ranch some from other places around the country of uh um various types of animals i think what was your guys favorite mine was the yak yeah, yeah the yak was phenomenal probably my favorite too yeah. that the fallow deer was pretty off the fallow deer well. that was good that that teriyaki pig was good too like just yeah yeah, yeah that was real good I don't think there was any misses on uh, yeah. last night, but the, the bison meatballs were really good. I think uh, I'll say it this wait, way: wait I didn't have anything bison bad. Meatballs? That, 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 <laughs> they must have gone quick. <laughs> I think second up there was like that Neil guy, oh, yeah, sure. the Neil guy summer sausage. That was, Woo. Woo, that was good. And Adam Steele's uh, uh, cured meats. He brought um, the prosciutto, like meat, and the and the, all made from wild pig. Was incredible. It blew my mind. He's really good at what he does. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get home and try the uh, ham recipe that he wrote into my notebook that we got for Ooh. coming here. And you are truly a master of cured meat, so I can't wait to try your recipes. <laughs> you know, talking about going home brings up a good point on here real quick. So you guys, you know, many of you have, have come and, you know, this either with little experience or with no experience. Um, but when you go back home to your respective communities and in your family, when they don't do it, now you've done this. It kind of makes you the subject matter expert, and within your own little sphere of influence. So, you know, take those lessons and, and show them because now people are going to be turning to you. Well, hey, how do you cook this pig? How do you do this? Where do I need to shoot this pig or this deer or whatever? So, it kind of just it's, it's an ever expanding sphere that kind of goes out. So, uh, that's one thing that I really like to see because when the light bulb goes off, when someone makes that first connection on an animal, or they take the you know a loin off perfectly or they you know separate a hindquarter perfectly and then they go oh now i understand it and now i can show somebody else how to do that that just builds that outdoor community that builds that that wild game community so it's kind of a concept that i always like to think about and i'm listening to them talk and how fired up they are um i can't wait till they get home they start telling other people about it yeah so we can dispel at at, on a large scale the myths about wild hog you know and other things like that so kind of a kind of a fun concept to think about what's going to happen the domino effect downrange so and and I will say that too is like our as we've grown close uh, as friends over the past few days like our our relationship doesn't end here it's not like all right put you in the car let me help you with your bags like see you later like we're uh, I was telling Greg this morning I was like you're gonna see probably some emails from me over the next week of like Adam and I owe them uh, all the recipes written out with some photos and stuff like that <clears throat> and uh, you know I I'm always here. I'm always available. We're all on social media. We're all, you have our phone numbers. You know, uh, I get lots of random text of pictures of meat and food and uh, people sitting in tree stands giving me thumbs up. <laughs> and I love it. I love it because uh, it gets me pumped up and it, uh, you know, there's a lot that goes on in life. And, you know, at various times, people may or may not struggle to get motivated. But I tell you, Keep sending me those pictures. There's no struggle in my house. <laughs> I guess I, 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 I kind of sad going back because we really, in Illinois and Missouri, where I hunt a lot, maybe more Missouri, but Illinois, we don't really have a legitimate feral. So I'm thinking when I do my archery, 
it always asked on there, so did you see any feral pigs? Well, I don't. So I'm kind of thinking I'm going to go back, get the data, figure out where the feral pigs are in, our, in the state, and Ooh. get up and see if I can get up there and say, hey, I can take care of some of that for you. Because <laughs> there's not legitimate, you know, you don't have that opportunity, but there must be some feral pig in Illinois, and I'm going to figure out where they're at. See? That right there alone. Now you're doing a... You're doing a service to your state yeah. and your plates. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, but you can parlay in that, you know, well, you know, you know what I can do and, you know, what kind of hunter I am. Deer season is coming up now, you know, you, can I, you know, hunt, can I hunt in your property now? And, you know, that's, that's yeah. a big thing. You give them yeah, that's a good. That that's a want. great point. But good for you. Collaboration and, then, and helping you know, the landowners out and dealing with... Uh, they have problems and then at the end of it you can like hey here's this delicious pork schnitzel that i made up uh you got to be careful with that because then they'll be like you know one once enough you, you, leave, you leave my pigs alone so you gotta, it's a fine are... line you know so no i think that's awesome and, and uh eric you and i we shared a unique uh we event did. last night we did uh, with the with the thermal hunt, so yeah, we had two scout guides with us that were eyeing and putting us on, and and uh, that's some really spectacular shots for being with thermals. Yeah, night. people don't know it, but Justin and I, we we've been training like those shots we had. Yeah, <laughs> we, had, we had like four within two inch. In I've, the night. I've never and seen two people shooting two different weapons put in like a a four inch group with four different shots from two different rifles at different times at seconds night. apart at night running running <laughs> uh we weren't running the pig was running just a testament to how good the shooting instruction was that's right that's <laughs> right almost <laughs> down to that and, the and we're providing it's uh it's all so. those times i've sit next to you in the car vehicle it's just like you know when you go to college they tell you to put the textbook under your pillow so you can just absorb the knowledge that's it um, no, that was a really cool experience. I'd never done that. Uh, that's something that they, they do here at the, at the ranch too, which is a very unique opportunity, especially in Texas too. That's uh, there, there aren't a lot of states in the U.S. or in Canada, sorry, provinces, provinces, provinces uh, in Canada that allow hunting with thermals at night but I think it was cool to come down here and do that um that yeah. wasn't easy either right? no it was no. all the way down to the end and we're like concluded we're heading back we're heading back empty and it just happens yeah yeah and those those hogs they took us right and we had to go left because we we were conscious of surroundings and, mm -hmm. and making sure we had good shots and and we're on them so yeah and it, it's not uh, it, it's dark outside. It was very dark last night, and then pulling up the, you know, the optic and looking through and having like this white light in one eye and like this dark lack of light in the other eye and no depth perception and following Ryan who's wearing a black sweatshirt and I'm like uh, I don't know where everyone's at. All right, I'm good. Um, in a very safe way because we're all together in a group. But uh, I say that with a little a little jest. But um, it, it overall good experience, and I think you know seeing everybody going home happy and like enjoying the whole experience and whether or not you're going home with a pig is just like makes me super 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 happy because we 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 would say i would say mission accomplished mm -hmm. uh in, in this regard so uh I'll, I'll swing it back around the table anybody got any questions for us as a crew you got any questions you got any last comments or thoughts 
Adam from Texas here again. Uh, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I can't tell you enough how informative this weekend was. You're truly doing a service to the hunting community because whether they realize it or not, I know a lot of them don't like more pressure in the woods, but a lot of them don't realize that the fewer hunters there are, the fewer people voting on hunting initiatives. Mm -hmm. And so you're doing a huge service to build that community up and, and to keep the traditional conservation principles of this country alive. So uh, thank you both for the personal gains and for the societal gains that, that you're putting out there. Thank you. All right, moving around to that side of the table. I'll be, um, I'll be completely honest. I know I can't do this the rest of my life. There's going to be a time where physically I'm not able, and the selfish part of me wants to eat like this the rest of my life. <laughs> so <laughs> teaching other people and seeing that, that light come on is is a huge win for me because on my deathbed I can be like, hey guys, I need this to eat. <laughs> and I know someone out there can bring it to me. <laughs> no, just uh, just deep appreciation. Um, and uh, you know, I think Texas Adam summed up the, all the big stuff, but I, the, uh, the one thing I would just like add is like, um, if if you're out there, you're listening to this, um, and there's another one of these signing, like sign up, do it. Like, it, it's a little bit of a leap of faith, um, but it's not as big a step as you think it is. Um, and and what you step into is community. What you step into is a world of learning, um, and really good eats. Mm-hmm. I just want to thank everybody, um, the ranch, but especially Brendan and Cheyenne um, for all the work that they've done. Uh, my daughter Emily has wanted to shoot an axis deer for about four years now, and they put on one of the biggest hoaxes in my life. Half a day thinking that Emily had shot and missed, and for hours I kept questioning, well, how could you have missed? How far was it? Didn't you range it? And here we go to go out in the evening hunt, and here's this beautiful axis sitting in the back of the four, four by four. So I mean, that was that was awesome. I think that was the highlight of my weekend: <laughs> seeing her tell you, then your reaction, and then her reaction to your reaction. <laughs> was and I wish I got could capture that moment because it was something very special. Yeah, I think you ended up with some hot sauce in your eyes. I did. I did. It brought a tear to my eye seeing you guys. And then we had just eaten some, like, really spicy chiracha sauce. And I was wiping the tear out of my eye. And I just kept crying for about a half hour. That, that was... There, there Seeing are worse that. things you can touch after you yeah. touch something hot. On your <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about it. I'm just glad it was my Mike, Mike is the most experienced at the table, so he knows. Right? <laughs> um, all right, going around. I think we just uh, busted a lot of myths. I think there are just a ton of myths when it comes to, to wild hogs and uh we just spent a weekend busting all those myths, and I think that's that's important. And I think you guys will go back into the world and 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 spread that word around that that people have been uh, um, misinformed about about hunting and eating wild pigs. And uh, I think that was my favorite part of the weekend was just seeing how many myths we could bust all at once. <laughs> I, I think that's interesting because we know there's there's the preparation in terms of time helps with all this so 
you know, this was all fresh. Like, this is like real fresh and it was excellent. So then it's like, if you take it to the, you know, aging levels that are typical, it's like, it's going to get even better, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys had some of that, right? Cured, cured meats, a form of aging. Yeah. So, uh, that's a preservation technique and you guys had lots of cured meat from that Adam Steele made down there. So you, you too, uh, have seen that, which is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, Casey? No. Nothing? Thanks to everybody. It was a great week. Couldn't be happier. Can't wait for the next time. Mr. Michael, got anything? Yeah, you know, it's just uh, probably a little different than most people here. I've, I've had a little hunting experience. Uh, I'm a pretty decent cook, and, you know, I've been butchering that, but, you know, I've been away from hunting for quite some time. And getting older, which isn't the best thing that's ever happened to me, but better you know, than any alternative that you've got to it. But it, uh, what really helped me here is everybody here at the ranch and the crew here running, this, uh, running the show went overboard to help me and you know, show me what I, can, what I can and what I can't do and uh, work with, your, with the limitations that you've got and you know uh, how to overcome them and you know how to and it was great and it uh, you know it, it was it took a while for me to get my hog um, almost last night and you know they ended up getting scared off within minutes from you know or less than a minute from my shot but you know guys worked, worked with me it was great and got my hog this morning and it was you know even if you're not exactly a first-timer you know things change in your life it's good to have somebody else looking over your shoulder helping you out saying you know I see this and that you know I don't see that well hey if I get in there with my scope though I've got some more light gathering and uh, ability and now I can see, and uh, you know I know that just with naked eye isn't going to work that well for me. Uh, you know, got to uh, you know got a loan of a uh, night scope yesterday here, and you know able to see what what they were do and what they add to it. So it was it's been a great experience. I learned an awful lot. I'm glad there's no sriracha at the table right now. <laughs> all right You're not oh. the only one <laughs> oh, over to you ryan nope great time everybody was uh you know kept an open mind on the shooting side that you know it's always a mixed bag um from no experience to a lot and sometimes people are set in their ways but they weren't on this trip and uh made my job really really easy because i just had to present it and and I'm glad everybody picked up maybe a little morsel or two to help them make some some uh ethical shots down the road. So yeah, every, everybody seemed to, to uh, knock it out of the park with that. Had a good time. It was, it was, a, fun, it was a fun day, a fun morning on the range uh, for both teams. There was lots of laughs, uh, you know, some, some side jokes and everything else like there always is. So it was, it was a great time. Well, I, I want to close out here because we're, we're running out of time, unfortunately. And I don't want to hold you guys up from airplanes and long car rides. I don't want to hold myself up from a long car ride either. But, um, no, I, I am so grateful to have met you guys and, and gals and had the opportunity to connect and, and uh, learn from you. Believe it or not, you guys taught me things this week, too. 
it, it's a two-way street when it comes to community. I think that's why we call it community and not just like whatever other word you want to call it. Like it's a, uh, it, it, it takes all of us to participate in it and contribute. And I think you guys are there too, whether you know it or not. And uh, I'll give a last thanks and shout out to the ranch. Uh, thanks for for hosting us and accommodating us and all the delicious treats that that made uh, that made the experience even even the better. And um, looking forward to the future to come with that. And I will say uh, for those folks out there, like keep an eye out. We're gonna be posting courses. Like uh, the the world has changed as we move. We move out of challenging times and into personal interaction again and and uh, I want to you know run full steam into that and and get out there too and start meeting people and shaking hands and you know cheers in and enjoying some delicious wild game uh, and fish and plants and all those wild things uh, but I will say this keep an eye out sign up just like Ken said don't hesitate uh, I, I was a little nervous walking into this too. <laughs> I'll admit, uh, but you know everything worked out great, and, and we're we're happy. Um, so uh, I'll 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 leave with that. Leave with that. It was awesome. So uh, for everybody out there, whatever podcast platform you listen to, make sure you're following, subscribed, uh, and then also too that same podcast platform that you listen to, punch that five star button, uh, leave us review. Tell us what we're doing wrong or, you know, tell us what we're doing right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.